All right, welcome back. My name is Dane Saleri, pastor of Trinity Baptist Church in Gillespie, Illinois, and I'm a millennial in ministry. And my name is Tommy Schmidt, and I'm now the pastor of First Baptist Church of Grey Summit, Missouri, and I am also a millennial in ministry. All right, we are a couple of millennials who have a desire to be a resource to other young pastors like ourselves by encouraging you, challenging you, and walking with you in your ministry. And we are so blessed to be doing this and continue to do this. I know we had a little break uh, for just a moment, and uh, we're thankful that you guys are back with us, listening with us. And uh, so if you would like to subscribe, uh, I want to encourage you to find us on iTunes by searching Millennials in Ministry and subscribe. So let's get into the discussion. What are we talking about today? All right, we are talking today about why we love seminary, and we're not even getting paid to say it. That's right. Uh, no seminary is endorsing us. We're just going to talk about why we love seminary. Now, we're doing this to uh, begin a, another series, right? No, that's right. And that's going to be things we wish we learned more about in seminary. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like it would be fair to say that until we first express that we really do love seminary. That's right. Dane, did you love seminary? Yeah, yeah, man. I yeah, It was too. one of the best eras, really, of my life. Um, right, so we're not just going to, we're not, we're just not going to dog on seminary. <laughs> right. Um, we're going to express our love for it, and, and, and this, maybe this will generate some good discussion, I think. Um, mm. of what we loved about it, but also what we wish we learned more as we're in the field of ministry we realize there's some things I wish I was better equipped for. Mm. So yeah. tell me about your uh, seminary experience, Dane, yeah. so we can get some context. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I received my Master's Divinity uh, with an emphasis in biblical theology from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And uh, I know, I understand that just recently the seminary has gone some some heat and some difficulty in this past year is if you are southern baptist you know this if if not you've probably heard uh just from tabloids and whatnot from news sources but i'm not here to defend what has been done or said or what's not done or not said but uh, i do want to do my best to provide a clear assessment of my educational experience i want to talk about the content of uh, my educational experience at, right. at the institution. Um, I love my seminary days. I, my wife and I, we uh, we got married. And we, we grew up in Missouri. We got married, and we moved right down to Fort Worth, Texas for the first three years of our marriage. And not only have I received uh, just the blessing of formal education from just absolutely brilliant professors, but my wife and I have built lifelong friendships ministry partnerships with church planners and missionaries, and we've gained some invaluable ministry experience along the way. Uh, but I can't speak enough for my professors. They model Christ-likeness to me uh, in all of our classes at every opportunity that I was around them. They loved me when I was stupid. Uh, they came alongside me when I was wrong, and they were they were used by the Lord, honestly, uh, to challenge everything that I believed that wasn't founded on the word. And that was just uh, so powerful for me in not only my development as a leader, but also my, uh, my, my sanctification process of becoming more like Jesus. And so um, the Lord undoubtedly used them to put me to the test. And the result was that it really galvanized my faith in my Savior and, uh, and the love for his word. And uh, I, the, 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 the motto or the theme of uh, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary is preach the word, 
reach the world. And uh, I tell you, that's all that I've been doing when I've, uh, as long as I've been here serving in Gillespie, Illinois. And like this podcast series, I, I want our listeners to know that uh, almost everything I learned at seminary, despite of what we're going to talk about in this series, everything that I did learn has been vital for my ministry opportunity the Lord right. gives me today. So, right. so yeah, tell me about your experience, man. All right. Uh, I am actually currently in my last semester at Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. Just getting done some advanced Greek stuff and uh, just getting it done. I will receive my um, my Master's of Divinity degree from there. And I'm attending Mid-America, like I said, Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. That's the best Baptist seminary that you've never heard of. Yeah, I know. Okay? So, <laughs> so you probably never heard of it. Uh, we're there in Cordova, Tennessee. Uh, even though I don't live there, I, I've done it online. I have a different kind of uh, setup because long before I attended seminary, I was already in ministry. And so uh, I've kind of been in ministry for a while and then have gotten a different perspective from seminary kind of after the fact. My experience has been really great, though. I've really loved uh, my seminary time, and mm. I know that this is a season of life that I will really miss once I'm mm. graduated. And so I have nothing negative to say about the institution. Mm. Um, I have uh, we're not going to dog on on these guys or or talk about any issues yeah. that revolve around faculty That's or right. anything like that. We're just going to talk about, like Dane said, the content. Mm. And so uh, we've kind of come up with four things we love about seminary. Yeah. Yeah. What's the first one? All right, we're going to dive in. The first one is it gives seminary gives us the opportunity to take our calling seriously. Mm. It gives us that opportunity. It gives us a way to take that calling as seriously as possible. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so it takes it to another level. Instead of just diving in, we get to do it. Now, let me let me say this as a way of uh, just clearing the air. Mm. Now, we know that there are some people that don't go to seminary yeah. and, and still do ministry well. That's right. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So on the forefront, though, don't take offense, okay? Right. We know that there are some guys that don't do seminary, and uh, they, they have very good ministries. We know that there are some people that do do seminary and have very poor ministries, mm. right? Yeah. And so, uh, but one, the one, first thing I really love about seminary is just the ability to um, have excellence, mm in ministry and to take this calling and try to be as excellent as possible mm. under God's guidance. So Yeah. So let me ask you something. What what kind of classes which classes or what classes what what one maybe one class that you took um was used to confirm or maybe give some assurance to your calling to take it seriously? Yeah, my favorite class, my absolute favorite class in seminary was preaching class. Mm -hmm. Now, I took some great electives. I did an Old Testament elective on the book of Daniel, which was absolutely so much fun. Mm -hmm. So good. Talking about all the Antiochus Epiphanes mm. stuff and the Antichrist stuff. It was great. Mm. But preaching class was even greater. And mm. preaching class just solidified the process of preaching to me. Yeah and brought so much science and practicality to yeah. it. it. It made it truly an art and a science and a biblical thing, uh, practice in my mind, and just made me respect how it's done, respect the challenge of it, that, that we should be excellent in our execution mm, of preaching, yeah. and just shaped so much of what I think. If there's anything that had the most practicality in it, it was preaching class, mm. as far as things that I actually use from week to week. 
and um, preaching class just knocked it out of the park for me. Mm. Just absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Yeah, I'd agree to you. My preaching class was amazing. Um, I, I did. I want. I want to share a quote real quick um, that I heard prior to attending seminary that really challenged my perspective on taking my calling seriously and even my calling to go to seminary. Um, that really, really just. I don't know, it just woke me up, and I, and I hope this is a benefit for those of you who are listening. So you're saying it made you woke? Yeah, there it you go. Made you woke? Yeah, hashtag okay. woke, that's right. Uh, but it, it was from a representative from this, the extra seminary I went to, and he came on a seminary day at, uh, at the college I was attending at the time, and he, he shared this. He said, when planning to cut down a forest, your time spent sharpening your axe is never wasted. Right. And I'm, I, and I thought through that illustration, and I'm like, wow, I just love that. I love that quote. Um, and because it, 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 it was really the reason why I was at the college as well. It was preparing me for the ministry that was ahead. It was God uh, using gifted men and women of God to pour into my life to prepare me for the ministry that was ahead. <clears throat> and if God is calling you to vocational ministry, then there's no better way to be trained than through uh, such experience as seminary, going to seminary right. and, and attending your classes and all that. So really awesome. What, what's the second thing that you love about seminary? Um, yeah, uh, I, th- I think secondly, it just challenges our presuppositions. Mm. Uh, we can tend to be stuck in a theological echo chamber. Mm. And it's it's good to get that perspective of different you know, beliefs and different ideas you know, not challenging orthodox faith, mm-hmm. you know, not, not challenging the gospel, but, you know, there are many secondary tertiary issues that, you know, we should have a bit of humility on, you know, especially in times things. Yeah. And if you are not trained and you really are clinging to a particular personality in ministry, maybe it's like Adrian Rogers mm. or someone like that, and you're just like, Adrian Rogers is my textbook. Yeah. And Adrian Rogers is a great man of God, but um, seminary challenges us to rethink our assumptions. Mm. You know, yeah. is it are we believing just what somebody has told us, mm. and is that is that the best approach? And should we, with confidence, go up before our people because we've heard what they are hearing, mm. um, and be able to refute false teaching? Yeah, right. So that's kind of that's kind of what I think. That's a good word. Yeah, I, I, and I think you're right about that. I, you know, if you if all you do li- if all you do is listen to like John Hagee, and all you're gonna do is be looking yeah. for blood moons, right? Uh, so we don't want right. to do that, right? And all you be preaching about is blood moons, right? So we're not all about yeah. that, right? So I think it's refreshing uh, as well to go to a seminary uh, where there are, for the most part, there are. Um, faculty that that differ on views of, of of eschatology, you know, end time timelines and stuff, and how that all plays out in the end, and sit under both of their teachings right. and see, all right, mm-hmm. which which where do I fall, right? Rather than just believing whatever your pastor said is right, right? Sit under these these men of God who are gifted, who are given the Holy Spirit, who are placed by God to train pastors and ministers. And they have different stances, and you're able to center both those teachings. I think it's just a really enriching time. Um, or you have some pastors who are not sorry, pastors, but some professors that are 
maybe some maybe more Calvinists than others. And I think that's just right. a, a really humbling experience as well as some of you may be uh, in one or two camps or, or both or whatnot. But um, I think it's, it's humbling just to see that um, I can learn just as much from a Calvinist as I can a non-Calvinist professor and, uh, and be challenged right uh in my views and i think that's uh exactly. it's a good it's a good uh, mentality to have while you're a lifelong learner in my opinion so yep cool so what's the third one so uh for for our third one i think that in seminary you have an accountability for your study mm. now whether you're trained formally or not as a pastor you need to you need to study yeah you need to train. You need to be a man who is approved that can rightly divide the word of truth. But you have to ask yourself, and to be honest, are you really going to read a seminary education worth of books on your own time apart from seminary? Mm. Now, mm. A, a person could, right. theoretically, get the books that are assigned in seminary and read them and have discussions with other people about them mm. and, and kind of emulate a seminary training mm. But I, I, I would have to ask myself, would I be able to read those books in the time frame that I was forced to read mm. them in seminary? Right. I kind of don't think so. I mean, they've really put my put the fire to my feet yeah. to read those books. And, and how about Greek and Hebrew? Yeah. Are you willing to do that study on your own apart from formal education? Right. Not many of us <laughs> would say yes. Right. You know, you, we've all heard of guys like Charles Spurgeon who are geniuses who never went to seminary, never had any kind of formal education. Mm. Uh, but even the, even the greatest church today, which may be training leaders and doing such an excellent job at that, will not have all the resources to equip ministers that a seminary That's will have. That's right. That's right. Exactly right. And I think that fit, that fits into the next point as well. Is this, uh, as we have, when you, when you attend a seminary, right, you have access to specialists in their fields, That's right? right? So tell us a little That's bit about right. that. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, L- listen, most of the professors that I had had real-life ministry experience. Now, I- I'll admit, and I'm not putting down these or disparaging these gentlemen, mm-hmm. but I did have some professors that were kind of, you know, stuck in academia. They were had were housed in a ivory tower, so to speak, and they didn't have much ministry experience. And so uh, most of what they talked about was theoretical. But, m- but the vast majority of my professors had some sort of either they had been pastors or they were pastors or they were at least an interim pastor or, or pulpit supplier they were very active obviously in their church mm. and so they had ministry experience and they were speaking and teaching from from somebody who preaches the word mm. and someone who evangelizes and someone who uh cares for people on a week-to-week basis yeah. and right. that is very valuable Apart from that, just the be, the ability to network, like Dane said, to make lifelong friends mm. in our field yeah. is so vitally important. Yeah, that's right. And seminary provides a great outlet for that. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, honestly, and I think it's a lot. I, I honestly don't know anyone that has taken that challenge of, uh, of taking seminary on uh, the seminary level uh, and the seminary reading, the seminary assignments, um, outside of seminary i have yet to find someone that would yeah. that, that has done that and uh so, so it's a great resource as well i think it's a great uh it's a great tool for for us to be a part of and, and to use as well uh, in our churches it's hard to find a seminary professor that 
that has just been a professor their whole life. And so it's good that mm-hmm. we get around not only these men that are just <laughs> way smarter than us, right? But but yeah. but men that have that have been missionaries, that have been pastors, youth ministers, church planners, counselors. Um, these are men and women that have learned on the field and in the books much more than you and I have. And it's always good to surround yourself with smarter people than you, right? Uh, God said this way yeah. in uh, Proverbs twelve fifteen. He says, "The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man uh, is the one who listens to counsel." And along with that, your seminary experience will connect you to a lot of, as you said, kingdom opportunities and advancements all over the world. Um, uh, we personally, me, me and Caitlin alone, not the church, but we personally have financially supported uh, a couple of church planners, uh, prayerfully supporting international missionaries, and even helped some couples that were in the adoption process um, really displaying the gospel in their family unit. I mean, really powerful things. And I, I, I would never, I could never be so intimately involved in, in kingdom work like that with having met, without having met these people personally and caught their vision and, uh, and been empowered and to, to give towards their efforts in reaching people for Christ. So, yeah, so it's been really awesome. Been really awesome. I can, like I said, my seminary experience has been so invaluable to me. Um, so, yeah. Any, any other thoughts you exactly. got? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, in seminary, regardless of your ability to attend, we respect every minister of God that's preaching the gospel. Mm. Uh, we do not, there isn't second class ministers and things like that. We do know some pastors who's, who never attend seminary who are great pastors. They're great ministers of God. In fact, I can think of, I can think of several offhand mm. locally that have never had much formal education and have led churches That's well. Right. Uh, however, we can also think of some that were untrained men who really could have used mm. that training. Yeah. And so what, regardless of where the Lord is leading you in that, we just want to say that we loved our seminary, ter- uh, seminary time and found it very valuable to our experience. And so anything that we say um, after this in our series, just remember that we don't uh, hate seminary. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We don't think that it's a waste of time or that's money. Right. But the old saying goes, you never learn that in seminary. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. And, and some of that is because of some weird expectations on the part of the church. Mm. You know, we always say, man, I never thought I would be, uh, you know, fixing electrical units <laughs> or, you know, cha- you know, fixing plumbing. We never learned that yeah. in seminary. Well, that's probably because that's not the best arrangement. Right. You're probably but, not supposed to be doing that uh, anyway. There are some areas. <laughs> right. There's some areas where we could grow mm. uh, and that seminary may not have equipped us uh, as well as we would have liked. Mm. Or maybe we just weren't listening that day. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But we'll talk about those yeah. things. Yeah. As, as just as a final thought, there's there really is something humbling about attending and going to seminary. Uh, whether you go online or you go in person, uh, it doesn't matter. There's something is this really is truly humbling about it. And this, this mentality was I've adopted since I started college and really was just rocked. Um, it, and it rings true today still, even as I'm out of seminary and schooling right, right now. The more I study the Bible and theology, church history, methodology, and all these things, the more I realize I really don't know. <laughs> so I want to yeah. encourage you, even if you're not going to seminary, uh, if you can't afford it, if you just don't feel like the Lord is leading you that way, 
just I want to encourage you just to be humble and be a learner and uh, treat treat your life like it's a like it's an opportunity to 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 go to seminary right you have so many resources available for you and God has placed a lot of uh, people around you in your life that can pour into you and so um, I just want to encourage you with that but I do want to say without a doubt before we go into this series <laughs> you will never find a more right. enriching experience than your seminary experience so any final thoughts mm-hmm. that's it cool all right you you summed all right, it up good well thank you all for listening uh, for another episode really appreciate you guys support share this with someone if you think it's helpful subscribe on, I- on iTunes if you would like like us on Facebook share with us some advice that you may have to share as well right we're in this together as millennials in ministry i hope you've been challenged and encouraged today as that's what we've been uh, set out to do and look forward to the new series coming on the things we didn't learn in seminary so we are just a couple millennials who love other millennials why because christ first loved us